Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello. hello. We are back with some Lizzo boys, boys, boys. Yes. Honestly, boys are awful. Let's not talk about are it. Are you having some issues today? No, not today. Are you having issues today? I was going to thought maybe we are going to share a boy story. No, I, I said I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. I just got triggered by the boys playing. <laughs> That's all it was. I was just going through my own triggers. <laughs> you know what I'm triggered by today? What? Gummies. All right, so yesterday I went to FedEx uh, for, you know, I was, I was sending a package. Yes. But FedEx, who knew? Had a lot of other everyone things knows there. that everyone. Knows I didn't that. know that. I was like, how do they have uh, not just like cards, some books? They have uh, food. They have snacks. Some days I, I believe that you were born yesterday. <laughs> like some, like I, sometimes I'm just like, what world is she so, living in versus the world that I'm living in? So I literally went on a snack attack. I bought all the gummies. The um, Sour Patch Kids, Twizzlers, Gummy Bears, I know your uh, teeth fish. are exhausted of you. So, you know, I went a bit... Your uh, dentist must I, be exhausted. Yeah, I, I went a bit too far yesterday, but then not realizing that this morning I had a shoot where we were trying gummy things, too. So, this morning I had to eat all these weird gummy bears, not even gummy bears, like gummy pizza, gummy hot dog, gummy sushi. I didn't even know these things existed. And to tell you, I'm a b- having a bit of a sugar coma right now. Just be be careful out there, folks. Uh, so my only question is, did you brush your teeth? I did this morning. Actually, last night I forgot to. <laughs> I fell asleep. I had a date night, and then me, me and anyway. We fell That's asleep. one job I would never do. I would never be a dentist because, like, just hearing stories like that. No way I want to go and share his mouth. There's no way. My mouth is great. I don't know. Okay. I have no clue. As there's a a bag of candy sitting right next to you. Did oh, no, you bring that's that? That's not mine. This is chocolate. I, I think don't the morning you. show. That I is don't not believe fair. her. She brought that chocolate. Well, everything in moderation. That's the lesson here. Uh, lots coming up on the show today. <laughs> How parents and teachers are navigating the rise of extremism in school boards and campuses. Uh, plus, a new paperwork hurdle is emerging for the trans non-binary community around vaccine cards. Stick around for that. And in 10 minutes, Biden turns to voting rights, but not everyone is enthusiastically behind him. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Uh, when Spotsylvania County, Virginia School Board, called for the removal of books with sexually explicit content from school libraries, two board members even suggested the banned books be burned, because that makes sense. One of them, guess what, was just elected president. And the first thing he did was to fire the superintendent for no reason. 
Uh, Virginia has been at the center of the debate over book banning. The state's anti-LGBTQ governor-elect Glenn Youngkin ran on a platform of actually supporting parents' rights in education. Books being burned. I feel like we're like in witch era. Like what's it called? Like the uh, witch trials? Yeah. Salem? Salem. Good old Salem. Yeah, the witch trials though. I get that reference. Yeah, it's just strange. Like, burning books. That's what we got to focus on today. Oh, God. Uh, Now, the Supreme Court today put a stop to one of President Joe Biden's signature efforts to combat COVID-19, ruling that his administration doesn't have the authority to impose vaccine or testing requirements on employers that would have covered tens of millions of Americans. Biden did announce policies in November that cover employers with more than 100 workers, health sites, and federal contractors. Large employers were required to set up vaccine or weekly testing programs or would face penalties of nearly 14000 per violation. So that's not on the table anymore. And that was What's Trending This Hour. More in the next hour, so stick around. But what's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Oh my God, the end must be near because my favorite celebrity couple just broke up. It's what? time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. And Jason Momoa and the Cosby Show alum Lisa Bonet have split. Now, our producer, Justin, thinks this is a really fun song to play, even though I'm very sad about it. I'm giving conflicting emotions. I'm very happy because the Cosby Show, but then I'm also very happy, uh, unhappy because they broke up. I mean, I'm, I'm leveling it out. Yeah, you're, you're balancing yeah. my emotions. That's what you're here for. Thank you so much. Well, <laughs> Jason so- made the announcement on Instagram in a statement saying, We have all felt the squeeze and changes of these uh, transformational times. Um, A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception. Feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. Wow, girl. Like, Mm. just say you're breaking up. It continued and said, and so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. We share this is not because we think it's newsworthy, but so that... As we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. If you did not know, they started dating back in 2005 and went on to welcome two kids together, tying the knot at a secret wedding in 2017. The only acceptable reason of why they are divorcing is if Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz are basically boyfriends now. That's the only acceptable thing that I'll, I will. It's accept. sad. I, they were a couple goals. I was. I really liked them. Yeah, and everyone was just happy with each other. It was just a really great, you know, whatever it was. But who knows? We're sending all their love though, and it's really sad that we won't see their fine sexiness on a red carpet together anymore. But that is your tea report. We got more coming up next hour. Next up, will Biden finally be able to get people on his side around voting rights? Will he do a a good job around this? That's the big question. Or will he do what he's been doing with everything else? We've got a national politics reporter from Politico joining us for that conversation after this. Who counts the vote? That's what this is about. That's what makes this so different than anything else we've ever done. I don't know that we can get it done, but I know one thing. As long as I have a breath in me, as long as I'm in the White House, as long as I'm engaged at all, I'm going to be fighting to change the way these legislatures have moving. Oh, that was President Biden this afternoon speaking to reporters after an hour-long meeting with Democrats. And joining us right now is Maya King, national politics reporter at Politico. Great to have you back. Hi, thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy Happy New Year, Year, Maya. (laughs) I know, we miss you. Uh, Well, you know, this has been a big week for Biden. He's been trying to wrangle the country around voting rights, but... The question is, is anyone listening? Uh, Tell us about the current sentiment, including what we saw in Georgia this week in response to his speech. 
Yeah, the president uh, kind of flew into a, a political thicket uh, when he came down to Georgia yesterday, not just because of what's happening in Washington, but largely because there's a little bit of uh, division on how to move forward on voting rights, even on the ground in Georgia. Um, and, you know, maybe division isn't the right word here. What I am saying is that a lot of activists are saying and did say uh, both yesterday and, and today in talking with him and, and understanding what's going on, that Georgia was maybe not the best place for him to be yeah. just because simply that's the state uh, that already delivered uh, for him. Yes, it is ground zero of the fight against voter suppression. But as we saw just even today and uh, with Senators Cinema and Manchin, um, you know, neither one of them are from Georgia. And a number of people, elected officials and activists that I spoke to, said that they would prefer to see Biden and his surrogates on the ground in those states to bring real pressure uh, to those senators to try to make some changes or at least encourage them to get behind uh, the biggest change, which is filibuster reform in the Senate, which is pretty much Democrats' only avenue at this point to be able to pass meaningful uh, voting rights legislation. Yeah, my it just feels like that when we're talking about voting rights, especially for black folks and people of color, it honestly feels like we are back in segregation, our Jim Crow era in, in that way, where it just feels so dated. Why are we seeing these voting rights, uh, this conversation around voting rights at the top of the political conversation right now? Well, you're not the first person uh, that I've talked to to compare this to the Jim Crow era. And I think the reason why people are doing that is because it directly disenfranchises black voters through specific measures like limits on weekend voting, a shot at uh, souls to the polls, which is a huge black voter mobilization effort largely led by black churches. Uh, there's also more provisions in Georgia that limit runoff times. Um, and even now in the Georgia State House, there's legislation in place um, to limit or get rid of all ballot drop boxes in the entire state. And we know that these are direct responses, um, not only to Democrats' wins in the state in 2020 and 2021, but to the mobilizing force uh, that Black voters have been, not just in the South, but across the country. And the reason why a number of people have, have gone so far as to compare it to the Jim Crow era is because it's that same kind of a reaction um, or limit to on, on black political power right now. Yeah, so with Biden, I guess, trying to make a change in whatever way he's doing it, um, not to say it's the best strategic way to do it, you know, isn't it important right now for everyone to wrangle around him? And, and the, a lot of people aren't right now. So how are we supposed to come together to possibly push this through? Well, the, the battle is in the Senate. And even more specifically, the, the fight now is being taken to two specific senators, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Um, Biden has now gotten behind filibuster reform. That's not something he was particularly keen on before, especially on the campaign trail, but he's kind of come around to that. You know, organizers and activists, while they are frustrated with this administration's kind of slow movement um, on, on deciding what they're going to do about voting rights, it would appear that most folks who want to see this legislation passed are kind of all on the same page about what has to be done to pass it. The problem now is getting everybody else on board. Yeah. And that's really these two holdout senators and possibly a couple of others who might have uh, some trepidation around changing the filibuster rules. My colleagues reporting just this week about 
Senator Mark Kelly uh, from uh, from Nevada not necessarily being on board completely uh, with with making these changes. So there are still some moving parts there. And, and as the president said, even after his meeting with his colleagues today, it's it's pretty unclear uh, whether or not they'll be able to fall in line in time to make some changes uh, to make sure that everyone can vote safely and securely uh, in November. So let's fast forward a little bit as we wrap up uh, here. How could this possibly affect the midterms for Democrats if they're if basically they are losing the trust of black voters and voters of color? Yeah, you just said it. I think it's that it's 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 the it's one in practice, these laws succeeding without any kind of guardrails that gets in the way of people who want to vote actually being able to do so in a timely and efficient way. And then also there's uh, this perception growing among the voters that Democrats absolutely need, namely black voters who have already seen the failure of police reform. Build Back Better kind of being stalled as well, and now voting rights and saying, well, what's the point? Uh, put you in office to be able to pass this legislation um, and make these changes for me. And just right now, they're not seeing that. So it's a legal, it's a policy problem, but it's also a big political problem uh, for Democrats that they'll need to turn around in the next 11 months. Oh. All right. Well, that was uh, Maya King, national politics reporter for Politico. Thank you again. Thank you. Next up, the new COVID-19 paperwork hurdle that could impact the trans and non-binary communities. More on that next. As vaccine cards are becoming the new norm, many in the trans community are facing a challenge when it comes to their COVID-19 paperwork. Joining us right now is Orion Rumler, a breaking news reporter at The 19th who wrote about this. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, uh, this is such an important story. So thank you for your work covering this. Can you explain what is happening exactly? Sure. So several trans and non-binary people uh, told me that when getting their COVID-19 shot, which they were excited to do, uh, it meant being asked for only their sex assigned at birth in intake paperwork or having to fight to get their current name on their vaccination record card instead of their dead name or the name they were given at birth regardless if they had legally changed their name or not. So that's causing headaches for some people. Um, when I spoke to the CDC about this, they said this is a local issue and they are not going to issue any guidance about this. Um, and since this story came out, we've also had some people let us know that they've been able to get the right name on the card uh, if the pharmacist they, they talk to is, is uh, sympathetic towards them. So it seems like this is an issue that is... Uh, being settled locally. For perspective, how difficult is it for trans and non-binary people to like change their names on legal documents? Thank you, Ryan. Um, so it definitely depends on the state. Uh, it, can, it also can be a headache uh, to file a name change. It's usually going to cost you. Um, in some states, it can cost you up to $150. Um, and so there's a whole like uh, rigmarole. I don't know if that's a great word. Uh, but there's a whole list of documents you need to change, like your, if you want to change them. Not everybody changes all of these, um, but there's your social security, driver's license, insurance card, passport. And there's some of the documents that some people choose to change if they're updating their name as well as their gender markers. And this can be a lengthy, a lengthy process that not everybody has the resources uh, to go through with, especially if they're low income and just also worrying about you know, surviving, housing, and the other issues that we know trans and non-binary people face. 
Definitely. In your piece, you talked about CVS and how in April of last year, they would only require that patients disclose their gender to receive a COVID-19 shot instead of a sex assigned at birth. That has since changed. Why is that? I'm not sure why this uh, CVS did not respond to us for comment for this story. We do see that whenever you go to sign up with CVS online to get a COVID vaccination, it asks for your sex assigned at birth. And it says that we need this information as part of what the CDC requires us to have. The CDC does require sex assigned at birth as part of their COVID-19 vaccination data collection policy. Whenever you sign up through CVS to get a COVID test, CVS only asks for your gender, male or female. I'm not sure why those two areas are different. CVS didn't respond to us, but we do know the CDC uh, asks for sex assigned at birth uh, for COVID vaccination. And there was like all these moments, and I, I guess for trans folks and non-binary people who haven't changed their name, I know you kind of highlighted talking about just the uncomfortable experience of having to deal with being dead named in these moments. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Well, thank you. So for a, a trans person to be dead named in this way, it can be a really stressful experience. Um, especially when it's, you know, basically a complete stranger. Um, And the emotions are different for different people. Um, I know for one person I spoke with, it felt like the the last piece of the puzzle that they couldn't fix. Like they've updated all their other documents, Mm -hmm. but their dead name remains on this one card and they haven't yet been able to fix it. So they describe it as like, it's this perpetual feeling of unfinishedness Mm -hmm. with their transition almost. And I can't, I can't really imagine how that feels, um, but to me, it's you know, having your dead name out there already causes stress. And then you know, if if you've gone through everything else with the paperwork of your transition, and this is the only thing yeah. left, I think that would be frustrating. Yeah. Wow. Again, we're uh, talking to Orion Rumbler from the nineteenth. So, what is being done exactly to change this? Is it all up to the CDC at this point, or can individual? Uh, companies and pharmacies dealing with this make that change? So from what the CDC told us, it's up to individual pharmacies and also state health departments. Mm. Um, The CDC said they don't provide guidance on how providers seek information about sex or gender for the COVID response. So they're not going to weigh in on whether, on how pharmacies are asking people for their sex assigned at birth, asking them for their gender identity. And for cards, they also said that, you know, if you want to change your card, you need to contact your state health department. And we've also had uh, more reader responses since the story that came out. Who, I, 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 Sorry if I'm uh, repeating myself, but the, some respondents to us after the story came out, they said, like, I was able to get my name changed just because the pharmacist happened to be, like, knowledgeable about trans people. Okay, well, thank you again for joining us for this. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was Orion Rumler, breaking news reporter at the 19th. Check out uh, their uh, post about this on 19thnews.org. 
Now coming up, how this guy got scammed out of a one million dollars, and it involves a psychic. The crazy story next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries, so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast who asked you to go out of town the stupid young one or the married one the married one that's what me thought don't go you hear me hmm. and you know what you're not listening to me because i see you going <laughs> i see you going I'm just telling you, I'm trying to help you to avoid the heartache. Don't go blindly through life. Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. A little throwback Thursday for you, Miss Cleo, in uh, 2000, that commercial. Did you ever see those, by the way? Yeah, of course. Way back when. All right, I I feel like they didn't air them really in um, Canada, but I remember another crazy person anyway I well mean, she's an icon she's a legend okay yes and i think she was a fraud <laughs> hey all uh, <laughs> i mean <laughs> i think she was i was gonna say all icons have, I mean, have just a little some, fraud in them <laughs> no i remember vice uh wrote an article like way way back about miss cleo and like the fake accent the 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 frauds all that stuff like miss cleo was an awful person okay 
Well, but way to bring her back, Shira. Hey, oh, I can always count on you to <laughs> bring produce, her back. It was producer Justin, actually. Oh, don't don't shift blame. <laughs> oh no, don't I will. shift blame, producer. She just threw you under that bus. Did you hear that? That was, that, that was a good throwback. <laughs> well, the reason why we're bringing it up uh, is because it seems like the apple, the psychic apple, doesn't fall far from the tree. Another psychic mm-hmm. did something really bad to this gay man. Uh, she basically swindled $1 million out of him. He was trying to find love and banish dark spirits from his family. Well, she was trying to do that. And according to a lawsuit filed Sunday with the New York County Supreme Court in Manhattan, this guy, William Young of Brooklyn, says, you know, he met her and in May 2021 quickly. That's that's like no time. Within, what, a year? This psychic almost got a million dollars from him honestly um is it bad that i don't feel bad for him like did he he clearly isn't that gay if he didn't watch house of gucci to know if you end up like teaming up with the psychic you end up killing your husband it's pretty bad news so clearly he's not that gay um but i do believe here's the thing i do believe in psychics when I when I think about it, mm. but you just kind of have to take it from like take from it for what it is. Like you yeah. don't the the fact that this guy like risked everything his entire, entire livelihood. It's crazy. It I mean, it, but it also seems like the woman did kind of take advantage of the fact that he does have mental health issues. Well, there's a few things here. It wasn't even just from the sessions. She was like they starting to friends. ask him, yeah, to ask him for favors. It's literally House of Gucci. It's yeah. Lady Gaga. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like for oh, her car. I haven't seen it. Oh. Uh, for her car and all that. And here's the thing with psychics, and I do believe in it a bit too. I sometimes you wonder. You most definitely believe I in it. I wonder, if you believe though, in the moon, <laughs> then you most definitely believe in psychics. Don't go after the moon now. Uh, well, I know that the, the moon <laughs> says the same thing. So. I always wonder if someone's like really connected and psychic and all that, like how they're that poor. Because if you are, you know, you know things, wouldn't you figure out a way to like know what money is going to be good, what to invest in? I think she is a talent. Uh, She was able to like get money when she needed it. My thing is, (laughs) the real question is, I wonder how many other like times William has been scammed because he seems like he's the type to pick up the phone when people are calling about their extended car warranty. He seems like he falls for those scams all the time. So really, this is a William problem, not a psychic problem. Oh, blame blame the victim here. I'm sorry. This is I think this is the time where I feel like victim shaming works. We actually did a story on this, didn't we, last year of how the uh, astrology or psychics uh, spiritual community is targeting the LGBTQ community or how there's like something weird going on with that and they take advantage? I don't know. If it's not a, if it's not free and at a Halloween party where a psychic's reading my palms, I'm not paying nobody to read my future. That's just it. Like, I don't care that much. And honestly, I would tell you all listening not to care that much either. Unless it's free, then take it, you know? Yeah, anything that's free is worthwhile. That's what I'm saying. But don't let, uh, don't let this person scam you out of more money, please. Sorry, William. All right. Well, next up on the show, what the Superman writer did with his death threats for the LGBTQ community. It's a spin. It's positive. Stick around for that next. Yep, we're back. More music coming up right here on Channel Q. But are you ready to get into more show? Of course I am. I've been waiting for more show. I've been feeling it anxiously. Like, honestly. (laughs) I love it. Well, we're going to be getting into why one woman is seeking help for attending her gay nephew's wedding. 
And, um, you know, it's a it's a pretty heartbreaking story, but that's in 30 minutes. Hopefully it will inspire all of us as well. Uh, and Nicole Scherzinger is speaking out on the Pussycat Dolls tour. That's in the T-Report in a moment. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour, though. Superman writer Tom Taylor is turning hate into something good. Taylor wrote of the storyline where, yep, okay, feeling it. Uh, where John Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane and the current Superman came out as bi. Remember that? We talked about it and started dating the reporter Jay yes. Nakamura. And a lot of people, of course, love the move, but he got a lot of hate from trolls and homophobes. So he started making donations in the name of people who sent him death threats and hate over it all, which is a great way to spin it, right? Minus 18 is uh, the charity that he's donating to. It's an Australian char- uh, charity that helps improve the lives of LGBTQ plus folks through creating safe spaces, offering training and resources, and helping youth learn the skills and get the opportunities they need to succeed. So what a great way to end that story, taking something potentially bad and making it into good. Good on him. I thought that was Star Wars. It was from Superman. I thought that was Star Producer Wars. Justin knows because I, I think, I'm not saying of this, but I feel like you're knows. a bit of a nerd. A little bit. No. Just a bit. I don't think it's a little. Oh, yeah. I think you I should go forward into the nerd. <laughs> Nerds are hot. Hey, I agree. I love a smart man. That's how I'm married. <laughs> don't remind <True>. me. <laughs> Let me flirt with you, Justin. HR. <laughs> HR. Be- <laughs> yeah, right. So you have it on, on air now. That's how you're going to get your man. Just become more of a nerd, Ryan. I am a nerd. Maybe you need to let your nerd flag fly. People who know I'm a nerd know I'm a nerd. All right. Yeah. I feel like everyone knows I'm a nerd. I know. I was just trying to, you know, push your buttons. Why would you want to do that? Actively push my buttons? I think you could put it more out there. Maybe you need to host a geek show or something. I mean, that would be fun. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. California Governor Gavin Newsom denied Wild. parole uh, today for Senator Robert F. Kennedy's assassin, Sirhan Bishara Sirhan. Sirhan was found suitable for parole in August by a two-person panel. However, the California Parole Board staff had 120 days to review the decision. The governor had another 30 days to approve, deny, or modify it. While Newsom explained his decision to overrule the parole board's recommendation. Um, and here's actually his youngest child, Carrie Kennedy, discussing the potential parole to CBS Sunday morning last month. Sirhan Sirhan killed our father. He also shot five other people that night. Five other people. He hasn't apologized, taken responsibility for killing our father or for the other five people. What would that do to your soul? Wouldn't you be walking around saying, oh, my God, how did this happen? How do I stop this? I'm so sorry. How can I make this up to you? Very uh, sad and tragic there. But that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Woo! Let's talk about some news. Okay, I want to talk about some news Mm -hmm. if my computer wasn't frozen. Okay, so we got an update about PCD. You know, um, you remember when I told you about Nicole Scherzinger and how she just basically uh, just ended the uh, Pussycat Dolls tour without telling the other the other yes. girls? Well, honey, we have a T-Report update. It's time for the T-Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. Nicole Scherzinger denies she is to blame for the cancellation of the Pussycat Dolls reunion tour while arguing, of course, with her, uh, her former, uh, I guess, like, bandmates she's also going through a lawsuit 
She filed a response uh, Tuesday to the actual founder, Robin Anton's lawsuit against her, arguing it, quote, fails to state facts sufficient to constitute a cause of action and denying she breached a 2019 contract for the tour by asking to renegotiate its terms in 2021 after the COVID-19 pandemic hit. So the lawyers went on to accuse Anton um, of mismanagement and defamatory efforts to publicly um, publicly to shift blame from herself to Nicole for the tour being scraped, noting that Robin is not a performing member of the Pussycat Dolls. Uh, Robin actually sued Nicole in September 2021 for allegedly uh, refusing to participate in the tour unless she was given a majority share and complete creative control of the group's highly anticipated reunion. The drama came to a head on Friday when, of course, Nicole posted on Instagram that the Pussycat Dolls tour dates had um, had been canceled due to the ever-evolving circumstances surrounding the pandemic. Yeah, girl, Nicole is not having a great 2022, but yeah, that's none of my business. It's time for the T-Report. That's, that's it. I got more coming up next hour. Okay. Well, next up, how parents and teachers are navigating the rise of extremism in school boards and campuses. More on that after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So schools across the country, as we know, are banning education and books around many topics, including critical race theory, gender fluidity, or the mainstream narrative surrounding COVID. And it's really unfortunate to the point that they're even burning books. We just reported about this. I know. It's like, oh, wow. It's not like the kids have TikTok or Google. Right. Uh, Joining us right now is Jean Marie Navetta, Director of Learning and Inclusion from PFLAG National. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. Now, this is obviously very unfortunate, but has it reached a tipping point? I feel like I've never seen this in my lifetime happening. Uh, This is pretty extreme. Um, It's funny, we keep talking about um, can it get worse, and it feels like every single day we are seeing something that is a little bit more extreme. We've certainly seen efforts to ban books. We've certainly seen efforts to um, control curriculum, but right now it is just such a completely 
organized, concerted effort um, to do this. And it's been part of a long-term strategy. So, I mean, it's not that this should be a complete surprise. I think the intensity and, frankly, um, the vitriol that is going on in it is what we're really feeling. Um, And, frankly, also the way this legislation and these demands are being set up are scary. Yeah, what are you hearing from parents of queer, you know, kids and in, in, about these issues and these bans specifically? They're worried. I, I mean, because we're we're looking at something where this is being done um, in the name of allegedly protecting students, and in fact, it's not about protecting students. It's about pre- uh, preve- preventing them from accessing ideas or concepts that you don't like. And in doing so, that we are literally denying the existence of some of these kids. So just like you said, for parents of queer kids, this is incredibly difficult because we are hearing um, teachers being accused of being predatory for teaching um, things about homophobia and teaching about LGBTQ identities, for example. We are seeing examples of, yes, book burnings, but also legislation introduced that would actually allow parents to, um, you know, sue, sue libraries, libraries, school libraries could get hit with fines every single day that they don't comply simply for having content that is reflective of reality, that is reflective of lives of children just like the ones that they are raising. And it's dangerous because we also know that these attacks are, are hurting the kids too, both the queer kids who obviously are constantly being subjected to this hate, constantly being excluded, constantly being made to seem as though there's something wrong with them, as well as the students who may not fall into these groups who are being damaged by be- having these examples set at this is as this is the way things happen. And this is not the way things should happen. This is not normal. Yeah. Uh, again, we're talking to Jean Marie Navetta, Director of Learning and Inclusion from P Flag National. So I guess who's going to change this or how is there going to be some sort of evolution here does it need to come from the federal level i mean because it seems like local or state leaders in some of these cases are not making the right decisions yeah yeah well i mean i think it needs to come from a lot of levels i think the first thing that we need to do is step back and acknowledge that what we are seeing now is the product of many many years of organizing um, on the part of our opposition, organizing that really influenced people to get involved in their school boards. So we saw a lot of people running for school boards with serious agendas, which were not progressive, which were not inclusive, which were solely fo- focused on rolling things back. So I think you're right. The solution needs to come at a whole bunch of levels. But the good news about this is there actually are things that we can do every single day, like every single day, every day people can do it. I mean, getting active in your community, making sure that you are registered to vote and you are voting in all of your elections, the most local ones right up to the um, federal ones. Reach out to organizations in your community like PFLAG chapters. We have seen tons of examples of where our chapters, for example, and these are just everyday people who want to do the right thing, are starting to intervene in these situations, are starting to step up, are providing um, support to um, families and to schools and to educators and to administrators who are looking for help. But it takes more people to do that. So getting involved locally, um, making sure that the school policies in your community are the right ones. So advocating for the passage of safe schools policies. And if you want to do that, you should totally visit safeschoolsforall.org to get more information. But even doing really basic everyday things that we don't think of as activism are critical. So, for example, donate some books to your school library. Donate those inclusive books, the same ones that are on the burning pile, 
Let's replace them so that way they can always be on those shelves and no student ever has to feel as though there's nothing for them. Yeah. And finally, advocate for the right thing. Start telling people what the right thing to do is. Give, that, give administrators a list of books that are suggested by the American Library Association, for example. And again, lots of those resources are available at pflag.org and on a lot of the sites of the partner organizations we work with. Yeah, I really appreciate all those tips. I think they're very important. We have about like 30 seconds left. What other concerns do you have if this continues to happen across the country and people don't listen to these tips that you just gave us? My biggest concern is that youth are going to get hurt. Beyond anything, they are getting hurt now and they will continue to get hurt. There is a direct connection between these these attacks on them and their mental health and their physical well-being. We are going to see serious life damage, um, and, and that is a very real thing, and that's a scary thing. And I just have to question how many bodies are we going to need to see piling up, you know, both literally and figuratively as we go through this before we start taking it seriously. This is, in fact, a crisis, but it is a crisis that we still can turn around. Well, thank you again for joining us for this. Jean Marie Nevetta from PFLAG National. A great work. So important. Thank you so much. Well, next up, why one woman seeking help for attending her gay nephew's wedding will just break your heart and how we can all get involved after this. So there's a story of a woman who really wanted to go to her gay nephew's wedding, and it's pretty heartbreaking. I want to know what advice you would have given her, Ryan. So she messaged this popular advice columnist, Judith Martin. She's known as Miss Manners. Uh, And this woman wrote, my husband said at the outset of the relationship that he would never attend a gay wedding because he feels it's not a real marriage. Mm. Uh, And she has no qualms about it. It's all about love. And now she has her nephew that's getting married who's gay, right? And she wants to go. But she goes, if I do go, he will make my life miserable about it for a long time. We've been married for 40 years. He has always pretty much had the last word on everything. But I know I will resent him if I don't go. So what should she do? I mean, first off, divorce that man. I think that's the first choice. Um, I know she's been with him for like 40 plus years. So I think she's probably what? You would think she's like 60. It's never too late for a divorce. Let me just put that out there. Never too late. Um, I think she's one been with him way too long. And I think also what I said, I feel like just because I've had experience with my own family, I feel like as you get older, Mm -hmm. um, it gets harder for you to kind of ignore the things that you would have found easier to ignore Mm -hmm. at one point. And, and I don't think she really wants to miss out on just this moment and, and honestly she shouldn't. I think she should book her ticket and go if she wants to go. Do it. Unless it's like a safety thing and her husband's like abusing her. Yeah, there's definitely something like that. And if so, again, she should probably just leave, right? Or a safe way to leave. But yeah, that's that's kind of what obviously this advice comp said. Because in the end, someone's going to have resentment, right? It's either her or the husband. So you choose. Do you, do you not choose yourself? Or do you, are you constantly doing something for someone else? It seems like a very bad relationship. Well, you got to think about it like this, too. It's not even just resentment towards uh, that she may feel or she may feel towards her husband. Let's say she did go. And, of course, her life is just completely up ended in, in in a way where you know she the the husband end up divorcing her she divorces him and and she starts to resent the nephews because that's a, a moment that i i would hope that she wouldn't resent them just because sometimes people it's hard for people to really understand what who 
not the blame is, but what the root of the issue mm. is. And sometimes they'll falsely put blame on someone else. And I don't want that to be oh, like, yeah. oh, if I, I went to your wedding and y'all caused my life to oh. go into shambles. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that resentment can also um, brew up if, if it's not handled in the correct ways. But I, I really do think this is just a, a, a moment where as you get older, and I think it speaks to like just wanting to get rid of that that old way of thinking and actually experience life and accept love for your family. Yeah, I just feel bad for this person. Obviously, she's anonymous here, but I can't even imagine if her name had been there, the amount of... I I feel like people would support her and just try to, like, welcome her in and help her, be like, get out of this marriage, like, start a GoFundMe to get her out of the marriage or something. Yeah, I don't know. This is the these are the stories of a, a lot of people uh-huh. in, in unfortunate relationships. But once again, it sounds like straight people are in prison. <laughs> Clearly, you can't do it. Get me out of here! Get me out of here! You gotta have the say of your husband to go to your party, girl. That sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. Free yourself, straight people. Free yourselves. Tell me about it. Okay. Well, next up, you love being straight. <laughs> You know, Ryan, I love being me. Yes, you should. Whatever that is. And being straight is a part of you. It is. Accept yourself. I'm accepting myself. Don't hate yourself. No, I just want you to be free of it. I appreciate that. <laughs> We're back. Stick around for more music right here on Channel Q. Yes, yes. We always give you the best beats. Uh, plus, we've got some great shows here, including ours. We're going to be talking about the future of the Free Britney movement in 15 minutes. Plus, a Gay Beauty and the Beast prequel could be here. Those details in the T-Report in a moment. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Uh, The cold case of a gay man murdered in 1988 has finally been cracked. More than 30 years ago, the body of gay U.S. mathematician Scott Johnson was found at the bottom of a cliff in Australia. And today, a man was convicted of Johnson's murder. And it comes only days after the man accused in Johnson's death, Scott White, made a surprising admission in court. Yeah, he just said it in open court that he was guilty, guilty, guilty of the 1988 killing of the 27-year-old Johnson. And it brings an end to the decades-long fight for justice by Johnson's brother, Steve Johnson. Uh, Now, Kanye West is back in the news. He's been named as a suspect in a battery report taken by the LAPD's Newton Division early this morning. He was not arrested and a rep for West did not immediately respond to requests for comment. According to an LAPD spokesperson, the incident occurred at about 3 a.m. in downtown L.A. And finally, MyPillow CEO Mike Lindell said he had enough voter fraud evidence to put nearly the entire population of the U.S. in prison. We already have all the pieces of the puzzle. And you talk about evidence. We had enough evidence to put everybody in prison for life, 300 and some million people. Uh, we, we had that all the way back to November, December. But what we have are these other things that had to happen, which was all evil revealing itself. <laughs> Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Thank you for that. Uh, Lindell will be among Trump's special guests who will serve as an opening act when the ex-president holds his first rally of 2022 this Saturday in Arizona. How about that? Start the new year. Wow. Okay, that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Well, remember that possible gay Beauty and the Beast prequel? Well, it seems to be happening. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Cue it! So, uh, Josh Gad, who played uh, Le Fou. Did I say right? Le Fou? Le Fou. Le Fou. Le Fou. Oui, oui, oui. Le Fou. 
in the live action. Uh, no, I can't do it. I wanted to, though. Um, but yeah, you know who Josh Gad played. Yeah. Um, well, he recently spilled some tea on the new Beauty and the Beast uh, prequel series starring him and uh, Luke Evans as Gaston. And uh, guess what? It has started filming. So... When he was being interviewed uh, by Comic Book, uh, Josh said that, quote, We're still planning on shooting this spring, and the scripts are incredible. The music is unbelievable. All new songs by Alan Minken, and we're casting now. We know that the series will focus on the friendship between uh, Gaston and Lethal. Gaston. Gaston. I don't want to speak French. It's you know you speak you can speak it as an English person. Still. That's why it's, I say Gaston. Uh, no, uh, it's just not the same. It's Gaston. No. <laughs> uh. it's like if, Gaston, if Gaston was from like uh, Nashville, it's Gaston <laughs> and Lafoy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's going to be focused around their friendship. Um, now, Josh has previously been asked if the series will explore, uh, le, what is it, Le Fou? Le Fou. Le Fou? We got to bring you, I'm ex- one day we got to go to France together. I would love to do that, actually. I, I just want to speak French. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could. You know, just date a Frenchie. Oh, I guess I could do that, too. Mm. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, well, basically, the series, uh, he's been asked about if the series will explore the sexuality and his crush on Gaston. Um, and uh, here is what he had to say. He said, you're going to have to tune in when the this show airs to see what we're working up. But in the process of working on it, we're asking ourselves every uh, relevant question about these characters and endeavoring to do right by them and by this world. Mm. And, and so, fingers crossed, we're getting more and more updates. Super excited about it. That's your team report. Okay. Merci beaucoup, Ryan. Oui, oui. <laughs> well, next up, our legal conservatorship's an issue for more than just celebrities. How it's evolved since the Free Britney case. Next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Britney Spears brought the issue of conservatorship into the spotlight last year, but did her case do anything to actually move the needle? Well, joining us right now is attorney Paula Canny, a criminal justice attorney based out of San Francisco. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. So how have conservatorships evolved since this high-profile case, or have they? Well, it's complicated with all things, and it's a super crazy system because the first thing we have to understand is each state has its own conservatorship system. So what they do in Indiana is different than what they do in California, which is different than what they do in New York. Every state has their own system. What's so remarkable about Britney Spears is California, comparatively, has pretty good law, pretty good rules regarding conservatorships to try to protect the person. So that Britney Spears ever got conserved is in itself, you know, kind of crazy, kind of remarkable, and that it took her so long to get unconserved is equally remarkable, especially in California. I mean, the hard part is, you know, to find a lawyer because your conservator's controlling your money. 
And so, I mean, I've represented a number of people where the courts have... In California, you have a right to a lawyer. The court appoints a lawyer for you. In California, the person who generally decides whether or not a conservatorship is going to be granted, you have a right to a jury trial. But in Brittany's case, her lawyers got her to waive all her rights, and then wham, bam, she was like a conservative prisoner for the next 10 years. Yeah, I, I know we've seen a lot of the negative that's been highlighted in these mm-hmm. conservative cases, but are there any positives if done correctly? There are. There are really good positives. Sometimes they're necessary. For example, I represented this super nice kid who suffered a traumatic brain injury in a jail due to, you know, the jailer's sort of Well, don't even get me started on that. But he couldn't take care of himself. He needed somebody to help make his decisions. He, you know, in California, the standard is, are you know, basically gravely disabled for the conservatorship of your person? Can you meet your needs? Can you get food, clothing, shelter, and estate means money? Can you manage your own affairs money-wise? And so this individual needs help to manage all of his things, where he lives, whether he goes to the doctors, what medical treatment to get. So a conservator can, you know, form, uh, perform that function. But the other thing that's interesting or we should all remember is that right now you and I have the power to nominate who our conservator would be if we suffered a traumatic brain injury or had a stroke or something bad happened. But the thing is, most of us don't do that. I mean, I'm even a lawyer, and I'm like, oh, nothing bad's going to happen to me. That's crazy. We should all, like, use our ability right now to sort of map out what we would want to have happen if something bad happened to us in the future. And one of the reasons that it, it gets so, you know, messy is because we don't do that. And the person who we don't want to have be our conservator ends up being our conservator because when we're in our right mind, we don't say, hey, I don't want that person. And instead, that person ends up being the conservator because they didn't know we didn't want it. So we could write all that stuff out right now. Where do we write it? Like, is it in a, an email? <laughs> Yeah, you could do it in an email. I mean, you know, you can see, you can write it in a in a trust if you make a trust for what happens to your thing. You can just write it out. Nomination of conservator. If anything Mm. ever happens to me, you know, I nominate Justin to take care of me, or you know, sure, I do. (laughs) (laughs) No, here's the thing. I I think we're like you said. This system is so complicated. I, mm-hmm. I really wonder, what does reform look like if it was to, you know, the, the conversations that a lot of advocates, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to disabilities and things like that, they're trying to figure out, well, what does reform actually look like for a system that seems really flawed? Well, that's a, that's a really good point. I mean, I think that the first thing that we have to do, we're the United States. There are 50 states. We need to have a sort of uniform umbrella minimum standards kind of uh, due process kind of thing that says at the very least, you know, a proposed conservative has a right to have an attorney appointed by the court to represent their interests as they go through it, because you have to have a lawyer. But, but in a bunch of states, 
there's no requirement that the judge appoint a lawyer. And I mean, look, I'm a lawyer and it's hard to navigate the, you know, the legal system. Imagine you're somebody who isn't a lawyer and they're trying to take your civil rights away. They're trying to move you out. I mean, the other thing that, you know, this is not talked so much about, but it happened a lot of times before, you know, gay people could legally marry. Because they're living together, one family would come in, they'd be like, oh, we're going to conserve, you know, Bill. And then he's removed from his partner of 50 years mm-hmm. because there's no way to, there was no legal recognition of that relationship and stuff. So, so I mean, it was a kind of a cruel system and kind of a, a cruel thing that happened to people. So in terms of reform, I mean, I think you have to have an overall minimum standards for the 50 states, attorneys for the proposed conservatee, at their choice, at their choice. But even that can be, you know, rife with problems, because I've seen, you know, lawyers ripping off their proposed mm-hmm. conservatee people. Yeah. It, it, so it's, it's complicated. I mean, how do we make everybody be nice and respectful to each other? That's you know? hard when you're in that situation. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue having you on. We want to get into... Uh, the next stage of the Free Britney movement. So they actually have a new target on a celebrity that needs to be freed, and we're going to tell you who next. We're back and we're talking all things conservatorships and the Free Britney movement because that movement has a new target on a celebrity that needs to be freed. Joining us, is, I mean, she was just with us, Attorney Paula Canny. She's a criminal justice attorney based out of San Francisco. Thank you so much for returning back with us. Thank you. I'd do anything to talk about you, Huru. <laughs> well, let's talk about this because fans have a new purpose. The Britney Spears fans do. They're uh, really focused on freeing Nichelle Nichols from her conservatorship. And if you're not familiar with her, she is a legend, a Star Trek legend, um, who basically became really known for her portrayer, portrayal of, um, Justin, how you say that name? Lieutenant Uhura. Uhuru. Yeah, girl. You know what? It's, it's, it's insane, right, when you think about this and the fact that she is 89 years old and uh, it's it's been really sad that she's in this situation and it really had me thinking about are conservatorships more strict when it comes to elderly people? Like, how does age play into this? Well, that's a great question. So, it shouldn't, but it does. Okay? It shouldn't, but it does. I mean, the standard isn't you're old and therefore you get a conservator. The, the, the standard is... Do you ha- no longer have the capacity to, you know, to, to meet your needs, whether it's to deal with money, conservatorship of the estate, or your, you know, food, clothing, shelter of your person? But Uhuru's case, uh, Nichelle Nichols' case, is super sad. I mean, I love Uhuru. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, I love Uhuru. That's probably, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just loved her. I never was and, a Trekkie. I was never a, a Star yeah. Wars well, Star Trek Well, I wasn't Trek a Trekkie, person. but has, she was so, like, She's pretty butch familiar, and beautiful yeah. well, at she's the iconic, same time. Yeah. And she actually, the other remarkable thing is, for the first time in the history of television, Uhuru, as a black woman, kissed Shatner, you know, yeah. the the uh, the white guy, it was the first interracial kiss hmm. on television. I mean, that's like 1966 or something. I mean, even that's so crazy. Right. And even Martin Luther King said to her, stay in Star Trek because it's, 
you know, you're an excellent role model and stuff. So here's this woman who did all these just fabulous things with her life and worked with NASA. And, you know, she's the one that recruited Sally Ride to join NASA. She's done all these amazing things, and now she is conserved. Her conservator right now is her son, Kyle Johnson. But even this is complicated because the reason Kyle Johnson sought the conservatorship of her is because uh, Nichelle Nichols's manager, a guy named Gilbert Bell, was bilking her like four or five years ago. Mm. She, she has diagnosed dementia, mm. but her former manager had taken out a reverse mortgage on her house and he was getting the money. He had her deed some property to him. And so it gave the appearance that she was subject to undue influence, and that's in part why the court granted a conservatorship to her son because she was being ripped off by this guy, Gilbert Bell, who had been somebody she had trusted. And then her son filed a lawsuit against Gilbert Bell, and now her friend, Angelique Fawcett, is against the son saying you, because she, the son moved, uh, Nichelle Nichols to New Mexico. And Angelique is like, she doesn't want to be in New Mexico. Mm. So it's a big mess. And it's a really, really, really sad situation. Yeah. So do you think that anything will happen because of now fans getting involved? Uh, no. I mean, honestly, I don't. Mm. Because the conservatorship, unless the fans go to uh, New Mexico, because that's where the conservatorship is, is now it was moved from California to New Mexico. And I don't know all the New Mexico rules about conservatorships. But, I mean, I think maybe somebody's going to take a, a look at this with some fresh eyes because her friend Angelique did do a good job of raising this issue. I didn't know that she had been conserved. I did know that and there had been a bunch of lawsuits by her son against her former manager and stuff. And But it's hard to know. I mean, some states, like we were talking before, some states require absolutely no medical evidence. Somebody can just come in and say, oh, that person's got dementia, and a judge can grant a conservatorship. In California, you need actual medical documentation, a physician attesting to the fact that the person has some condition that renders them incapable of taking care of their own affairs. All right. Well, thank you for all of this information. Uh, we'll be following it as it continues. Uh, that was Attorney Paula Canny out of San Francisco. Okay. Great having you on. All right. Thanks. Super fun. Bye, Shira. Bye, Ryan. Bye. Bye. Well, next up, a woman is navigating being 22 in an eight-year-old's body. You can guess what she's dealing with. Uh, we'll be discussing more after this. Repeat after me. I won't grow up. I won't grow up. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. TLC's latest reality show to catch a lot of people's attention is called I'm Shauna Ray. It follows a 22-year-old woman with a rare medical condition that actually makes her look like an eight-year-old girl. 
Um, and it's a really fascinating show. I mean, I watched the trailer and I was hooked uh, because it's I've never seen something like this. And it's interesting to see her speak so candidly about her experience. Uh, and so we have some clips here. Uh, here she is talking about her life. If you were to look at me, you would think I'm just a normal little girl doing normal little girl things with my fun, crazy family. I have no <laughs> clue what lane you're in. Because you're supposed to sit up. I am sitting she up. Can't she can't But the truth is, I'm not a little girl. I'm a woman. A 22-year-old woman. Stuck in the body of an eight-year-old. Yeah. I mean, this is wild. It, I had no clue. I feel like it sounds like a fairy tale of some sorts, you know? But um, the fact that it's a real-life situation, this is her life, it, it really does suck because she's uh, she's fighting for just her autonomy of her body and her adulthood uh-huh. and, and separating from her parents and living her own life. But how can she do that? I guess we'll have to watch and see. Yeah, and you can imagine what the hardest thing is because, yeah, she's trying to, like, just live as a 22-year-old. And it's, of course, dating. And you can imagine the types of people that she might attract, right? Because Yeah, weirdos. Just say it. Yeah, creeps, uh, people that, in, yeah, um, what's the word? Pedophiles, possibly. Oh, well, you know, that's probably a thing. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> a thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I love it. It was actually really inspiring because she really is all about positivity and having hope and everything. But here's her talking about her romantic life. Oh, no. My relationship status is single. I'm short. Leave me alone. I attract creeps, a and idiots. It is scary to put myself out there, but you have to put some risk in to get happiness. So today I am going on a blind date. Hi, I'm Shauna. Hi, Shauna. I thought that I was being punked or something at first. You know, um, I can relate to some things just for being a, just a, a fat person trying to date. We talked about it, you know. Oftentimes, you can get real creepers called chasers who are chasing after or fetishizing oh. who you are, and and I'm pretty sure she was dealing with the same thing. And so, this is something when you are kind of, you know, either not othered, but when you live a different experience than the majority of the people in the in the world or in your in your community, that you know there are people who are just you know a little weird, and and they take your identity as a kink of some sorts. And totally. I think this is something that she's going to explore in. And, and, and I'm, I'm surprised she wants to put it all out there. Well, good for her because there are probably others, even though this is rare, that have dealt with this. Or as you say, like, that are othered. TLC again, doing it, right? Always catching our attention with these stories. I, I don't even know how they discover these stories and cast them. But, uh, yeah, you can check out I'm Shauna Ray. It's on TLC right now. I'm sure she won't have trouble dating after she gets, like, thrown into stardom. Yeah, because there's more weirdos. Hopefully some good people out there, too. Uh, But next up, a sexually fluid Disney prince is heading our way. We've got those details next on What's Trending This Hour. Next up on the show today, Britney Spears weighs in on her sister's morning show interview. That's in the T-Report in a moment with Ryan. Plus, as schools across the country ban LGBTQ books and education, what can be done to stop this? It's uh, pretty dangerous and horrific what's happening. Uh, PFLAG is joining us for that in 30 minutes. First, let's get into somewhat trending this hour, though. A sexually fluid Disney prince is heading our way. 
Disney's upcoming live-action adaptation of the beloved classic Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs just found its leading man. And according to Hollywood Reporter, it's 30-year-old actor and uh, Andrew Burnap, who you might know from his award-winning um, gay, play, gay playwright and screenwriter Matthew Lopez's critically acclaimed Broadway drama The Inheritance. He's also set to join the already cast Rachel Zegler, Gal Gadot, um, as the male lead in Snow White. So that should be a good one. Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Gal Gadot is going to be playing oh. Snow White. Gal Gadot? Yeah. Not She's excited in it. anymore. There you go. <laughs> I always know you have a hot take on these. <laughs> Well, next up, as an infectious disease epidemiologist and research fellow at Boston Children's Hospital who debunks health misinformation on Instagram, uh, Jessica Milati Rivera is joining other doctors to fight against Joe Rogan. Yeah, a few weeks ago, her followers started sending her a link to an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, which is the most popular podcast in the world. By the way, the episode was an interview with Dr. Robert Malone, a virologist who says he's one of the architects of mRNA technology, and he also spews a lot of misinformation. Um, here's the clip. Yeah, I think for the most part, it's safe to get vaccinated. I do. I do. But if you're like 21 years old and you say to me, should I get vaccinated? I, I go, no. Yeah. You're, are you healthy? Are you a healthy person? Like, look, don't do anything stupid, but you should take care of yourself. You yeah. should, if you're if you're a healthy person and you're exercising all the time and you're young and you're eating well, and like, I don't think you need to worry about this. Well, Rivera, that Instagrammer who um, is, again, an infectious disease expert, she is one of 270 doctors, physicians, and science educators who signed this open letter calling on Spotify, which uh, you might not realize this, but they obtained exclusive streaming rights to the Joe Rogan experience. I mean, they did a $100 million deal. Um, they want them to take action against misinformation on the platform, including this interview. And so this is a really interesting a turn of events and right. w what will Spotify do? Will they act or will they continue to promote him? I guess we have to see. Exactly. We'll be continuing to follow this one because it is everywhere. That is for sure. But that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, right? Yeah, Britney Spears is continuing to scorch the earth with her family weighing in on her younger sister's most recent interview with a literal feverish Twitter statement. It is time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So, uh, she explained that she watched Jamie Lynn's Good Morning America interview while running a 104 fever. Oh. Um, uh, Brittany went on to explain, quote, the two things that did bother me about the interview. Now, this statement is so long. We will not be reading the entire thing, but it is worth take checking out. Here's a couple of little moments. She said, she was never around me much 15 years ago at the time. Uh, so why are they even talking about that unless she wants to sell a book at my expense? Uh, she then addressed another lingering issue between the sisters. Uh, Jamie Lynn's remixing of one of Britney's songs at the 2017 Radio Disney Music Awards without her sister's permission, for which Britney dubbed her a mean ass. Uh, she said, quote, um, my family ruined my dreams 100 billion percent and try to make me look like the crazy one. My family loves to pull me down and hurt me always, so I am disgusted with them. Uh, she finished her statement saying, lesson learned from all of this, don't trust people or anyone. Make your cats and dogs your family and take care of your own damn self. 
Woo! So yes. here's a, a little bit of a clip of Jamie Lynn Spears, uh, Spears talking about her role in the conservatorship. There was a time where my sister asked me of her trust and will if I would be the person who was sure that her boys got what they needed. Whether she's in a conservatorship or not, that was a very normal thing, I thought. Once I realized that, you know what, she's in a conservatorship, I felt like I just didn't want to be a part of until maybe she was out of the conservatorship. So there was no, like, me overseeing funds or something like that. And if that was, it was a misunderstanding. But either way, I took no steps to be a part of it. Hmm. Yeah, so um, that interview that Brittany watched, I mean, that we all saw, um, I can understand why she's probably upset, especially if she feels like things are not being interpreted in the ways that she experienced. Yeah, and her sister's now going on just like a media tour talking about her. Yeah, um, because Jamie was even asked about, oh, we probably can't do it, but I'm going to actually tease onto the website. Mm, Jamie was also asked about Britney's state of mind, and uh, she kind of contradicts herself a little bit. Head over to WeirdChannelQ.com to check that out and more of what I'm talking about in the T-Report, because it's all there. Okay, well, after this, we're moving into some politics. Can Biden wrangle support around voting rights legislation? We've got details next with Politico. Wrapping up the show, as we always do, with our Yes Queen of the Day. Yeah. Yes, Queen. Atlanta Falcons cheerleader has received a surprise wedding proposal. It is so cute. It happened during the game. I was going to say on the field. This shows how much I don't know about. I think it was the sidelines, right? Because that's what the cheerleaders are. It's a basketball team? Uh, no. Oh. oh, it's a football team. Is basketball season in? Uh, yeah, but I don't feel like basketball has. Oh, yeah, they do have cheerleaders, too. All right. I think every sport has cheerleaders. Well, uh, and this happened to be the cutest gay couple. Atlanta Falcons cheerleader Ben A. Armstrong, at the end of the final game, he uh, his boyfriend proposed to him. And it is adorable. I so, love that. Yeah, we want to give a big shout out well, to the couple. I love that for them. I hate that for me. Yeah, you're not into the public proposals. No, no, thank you. I don't know. Maybe we'll Especially see. I'm doing it at my job. We'll see if you, you know, if you fall in love, you never know. No, I think I'll know that. Don't do it. Holidays, jobs, don't do it. No. Uh, I know, just feel like it's the, that's the wrong place, wrong time. You know, um, there was a picture between like the Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly proposal and the Kardashian, what's her, uh, Kardashian proposal she just got proposed to by the drummer, what's his name? How like Travis Barker. Yeah, Travis Barker. How Barker. they were two set, like one was like overly beautifully planned, like very public, and the other one was like very low-key. And that's well, like, you're I, either one, one or the other. I don't think Machine Gun Kelly's could be low-key if they're drinking blood. They drank blood? I said the picture. No, they drank each other's well, blood. That's one detail. They had a whole thing. It was like a whole thing. I think what we just saw was Yeah, exactly, but for the public, exactly. Yeah. Well, a big shout out to this couple, and it's just adorable. Congratulations. Yes, queens. And that does it. Yeah, exactly. For our show today, we are back tomorrow, wrapping up the week with you live, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Channel Q. On tomorrow's show, uh, we're going to be talking about taxing the unvaccinated. Should we do this? Plus, how much say should we have in someone's grief process? That and more tomorrow. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay y'all. Now stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris right after this. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.